0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by
1: this week's message Camping, climbing, or quitting? Your choice. Whether you camp through life, whether you quit through life or during the climb, or whether you climb to the top, your choice. A lot of people live waiting for God to do something. God's not gonna do what you have to do. And I wanna say this to our business community, our medical community, the church community, to absolutely everybody, that times are changing. Trends are changing and we have to get the mind of God for the here and the now. Because while you are alive, God is expecting you to climb upward and onward. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 to 27 from the Message Bible. The Bible says, You all have been to stadiums and seen the athletes race. Last week we were not motivated by the result. Yesterday we were. Okay, if you don't mind losing, then that will be uh, a permanent in your life. So everyone runs, one wins. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You after one, that's gold eternally. And we'll talk about that as a businessman, as a minister, a student, living eternally minded, but not being so heavenly minded that you're not no earthly good. What does Paul talk about? He says, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. So listen, if your friend no longer wants to come to church, that should not influence you. If somebody else becomes lukewarm in their praise and worship, that should not influence you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You run your race. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No lazy living for me. Is there a young person under 20 that can say amen? I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it, and then missing out myself. Camping, climbing, quitting, your choice. So Paul is clear in his address. In life, we have to run to win. You won the prize, you have to pay the price. C.E. Everyone competes. One wins. And may I just say, you're not competing against anybody else in business or in ministry. You're competing against yourself with a measure that God gave you. According to the grace that God has given you. You want to stand before Jesus one day, and you're well done, good and faithful servant. So get your eyes off your brothers because he's on a go slow strike. Now you're on a go slow strike. He's talking about a sabbatical. Now you think you need to take a sabbatical. No, Paul says, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna run this race. I'm gonna finish my course. I'm gonna keep the faith. I'm gonna stand before Jesus one day, and I'm gonna get well done, good and faithful servant. Can I have an amen here yeah this morning? So the winner is the one who keeps his eyes on the finish line. We've all seen people celebrate before they cross the line and somebody else comes past them that's more determined and more committed. The Bible tells us spiritually, Hebrews 12, is 2, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter, the developer of our faith. The winner is the person who gives it everything he's got or she's got. Let's keep it there. In this world of confusion. I mean, I'm amazed. A little a bit of a distraction here when I, I, I look at what the craziness is happening in America and in the judiciary system and legislation where they are talking about when life starts. And how these intelligent people that are pro-abortion do not want to actually talk about when life starts. And in California, they are so crazy that they want to pass a law right now that a child after 28 years old is still not recognized as a child and can be terminated after 28 days after that child coming. Out of the womb of the mother. You want to talk about crazy. We're living in a crazy world. But we as the church of Jesus Christ cannot lose our bearings. And the Bible says we are not to be conformed to this world. But we are to be transformed. We have to know the way and stay in the path of life. Come on, if you love life, shout Amen. And give the Lord a praise in this place in Jesus' Name. Where does life begin? Amazing. Intelligent people with doctorates. Uh, who want to fight for the right of women at the expense of a baby. And I'm not talking about if it's a medical condition and that sickness wants to f- uh, come over to South Africa and we will not just stand by the side as Christians and allow this nonsense in our country. We are pro-life and we believe that life starts in the womb and that that child in the womb is sacred and must be protected. And if there's a medical condition after counselling and prayer and deliberation w- with our doctors, we believe that sometimes certain things have to happen, etc. But uh, um, we can't just talk about the right of woman and no right of children. I mean, it's not a lot of difference about a baby that's the day before she's born and the day after she's born. But the day before she's born, she's not recognised as a human being. It's crazy. You want to get it? The the spirit of the world is crazy. The humanistic agenda is crazy. Do you get it? This whole agenda of the world that's flooding through social media is crazy. That's why we have to stay grounded in the Word of God and not get confused. Well, three amens, okay, whatever. If I've offended you, good. Think, use the brain God gave you. So the winner is the one who gives it Everyone, who, everything God has got. He's the one that's disciplined. Everybody say discipline. No, I said everybody say discipline. It took some discipline to get to church this morning. The root word of discipleship is discipline. No laziness, no strolling, no late sleeping. Go to the end, thou sluggard. No taking it easy. You're not gonna nap your weight to the top. The winner is the one that stays alert and remains in top condition. Spirit, soul, emotion, body. Anytime you can fall apart in one of these areas, you have to rule your own spirit and you have to control what you put into your body. Nobody else can do that and I don't mean that to be offensive, okay? So everyone wants the prize. Everybody wants to summit the mountain. Everybody wants to stand before Jesus and receive a great reward. And we will stand before Jesus, but it's the way we finish that will determine that day. You wanna finish strong, you have to remain focused throughout the journey, not just the start. A survey among 100 billionaires in America and they asked these billionaires one word, what kept you in the game so long? 85% of said said one single word, focus. My brother, if you focus, you remain lean, you remain hungry, you remain disciplined. You don't find a reason to camp. You don't find a reason to fail. You don't find a reason to stay in bed on a Sunday morning. When you are focused, you are focused on the end line. You chase two rabbits, you will not catch one. So uh, these people that are winners are people that give it their everything every day. Six days a week you will work, not sleep. They live disciplined lives, spiritually, mentally, Physically, it's just a common trait, a common denominator. Obviously, it it, it depends what mountain you wanna climb. If you wanna climb, climb Kanonkop, you don't need to be much in shape. You wanna climb Table Mountain, you need to be a little bit more in shape. Kilimanjaro, more in shape. Mount Everest, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Naval Hill, people run up there every Saturday morning. Even lazy people stroll up there. But there's really nothing at the top. It's not even worth a journey. So Proverbs sixteen thirty two, the Bible says, he who rules his spirit is more mighty than the one who takes a city. So these are people that stay alert. And I want you to get this. The minute you camp, you regress in anything. Ministry, business, emotion, mind, body. I haven't been able to train in the gym for two and a half months. The few muscles I've had have regressed. Right? Front of your eyes. What about your life? This hand was tied to my body like this for six weeks and before that for two weeks. So obviously there's regress. What about you? How you doing? When people look at you, do they see progress or do they see regress? Are you a happy camper? Are you a quitter? Or are you a climber? For the glory of God in Jesus' Name. So life is a journey. Life is like climbing a mountain. And the greater the call, the greater the challenges in life will be. Many highs and many lows. When we did our first bait. And I used to take my children, you know, before I really understood that their legs were short and they could not walk as far as I could walk, etc. I, I just took them and then I left them in the heat from them and, and they had to find me, okay? Uh, hide and seek on a whole nother level, okay? But um, when you climb any mountain, you don't see the dead ground. You don't see the Swak, what they call You don't see all the in between. You see the summit, but you never see the in-betweens. And you always underestimate the length of the journey. You always underestimate how strenuous the journey will be and what it's going to take. That's why during the army when they trained us and you had to walk fast for your officers, spips, one of the things you had to do, what you had to walk fast mate, and the corporal would be there all the time and he would shout in your ear, taking money curses off, sign off the course, sign off the course, sign off the course. Now that corporal is not the devil, but I'll tell you something. Some of them sounded pretty much like the devil who still shouts in your ear today and says, sign off, sign off, sign off, sign off, give up, lie down, don't get up. It's not worth it, it's not worth it, it's not worth it, take it easy. That voice is still there every day of your life, trying to get you to quit on your God-given dream. So there are many storms, especially the higher you go in life. I sometimes have a smile within myself when people look at successful businessmen and they think they have it easy. Oh, my brother, you better believe the the, the greater the business, the greater the challenges. Uh, The greater the business, the greater the expenses. The more people you employ, the more potential challenges. I won't call them problems. You have. But the brother has learned to master his emotions and he's not faced by the little things that faze other people and trip people up at the start of the journey. So climbing a mountain, life, there are many unknowns. Paul the Apostle, when God calls him, he says, I don't know what the future holds except that the Holy Ghost testifies. That's why we need faith every day. There are many reasons during this climb to become disillusioned, to become bitter, to abandon the journey, to quit, to look for a reason. I mean, I had shin splints. Most of you don't know what that was. And I mean, I had pain when I put those army old leather boots on, not the easy stuff people have today. Um, and you had to run every day and sing a song which was not true then, but now I left my wife, I left my wife, and I left my wife and my kids at home, and I left my wife. Bring some memories to some of you that are my generation, okay. Um, uh, none of us had wives or kids, but we sang it because it sounded good, okay. Um, we were in the army now. We were in the army. We wanted to get ahead. We, you had to get up every day, whether you felt like it or not. Your emotions and your feelings did not determine the level of your performance. Listen very carefully. Sometimes all you had to do was take another step. You climb that mountain. I remember when we climbed General School in the Free State. Nidala whatever General that was. It was just eventually that mountain slope is so steep. All you do is just look at another step thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You just take another step and then you take another step and then you take another step and then you take another step. Oh, come on, you take another step. You take another step. It feels like you're not progressing, but I'll tell you something. After 20 minutes, you look down and you think, wow, look how far I've come. And then you put your head down again in that adversity, that steepness, that storm, and you take another step and another step and another step. Well, the, 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 the warrant officers are shouting in your ear, quit, give up, sign off the course, and you have no food for three days. And there's every reason in the world to quit. You know, you want the crown, you have to endure the climb. You want the crown, you have to stay in the game and you have to climb according to the rules so that you can get to the top and get that officer's rank so that you can graduate. Can I have an Amen from somebody in Jesus' Name. So in this journey of life, there is much pain. We don't want to talk about it, but it's real. Emotional pain, relational pain, spiritual pain at times when things go wrong and we have to ask, God, where are you in all of this? And we don't hear anything. Like Paul the Apostle who cried out three times, God let this thing pass from me. Very committed man called by God. Wherever He went, there was severe opposition. So I don't know where we get this thing, that you follow Jesus and it's gonna be a life of sunshine and roses. No, my brother, Jesus said in John 16:33, these things I've spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, trials, tests, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. You stay in the game, my brother and my sister. You stay no matter what you feel. You get up every day. You read your Bible every day. You say that that. same prayer again, you keep on keeping on and when you see again, you have progressed and you are closer to your destination than ever before. Say a good Amen in Jesus' Name. So there will be pain, tribulation, trial. We know that God promises the victory, but He never tells us that we should not climb. He promises us His grace is sufficient but we have to get back out there and live reliant and dependent on the grace of God so that when we feel weak and we feel like quitting, we don't like the Apostle Paul who learns to live reliant on the grace of God. When I'm weak, then I am strong my strength, His strength is perfected in my weakest, in my weakness. Sometimes in your lowest moment, you are going to experience the greatest power of God, not while you are going through what you are going through, when you get through to the other side. God promises you to deliver you from your valley, but you have to keep on walking. You can't camp in the valley of hopelessness. You cannot camp in a valley of regret, in a valley of despair. You have to keep on walking with your eyes on Jesus Christ. Every day you have to raise your level of optimism. Every day you have to look unto Jesus Christ, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Every day you have to say, I'm getting closer to my summit, to my mountaintop." in Jesus' name. I mean, any any, any anybody that has climbed a mountain, I've not climbed great mountains, But at some point, it just feels like you're not getting closer. You ever driven in your car and that journey that always feels quick, suddenly just feels like it's not coming to an end? Well, that's life. Sometimes it's just like, why is this taking so long? Sometimes all you can do is stay on your feet after having done all to stand, stand there for. You have to endure affliction. You have to endure persecution. You have to endure disappointment. You have to endure setbacks in life. Sometimes you just have to grit it. Grit your teeth. Get out on the battlefield again. Put your emotions aside in Jesus' Name and make up your mind to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in the Lord always come on finally my brethren rejoice in the Lord come on in the name oh rejoice in the Lord and again I say rejoice somebody you feel like you're going through hell get on your feet this morning and give the Lord a praise rejoice in the Lord and again I say I feel the Holy Ghost rejoice in the Lord and again I say rejoice in Jesus name come on about this journey that God calls us to is God always gives the dream, the summit He never talks about the journey does He? He never gives the detail, He gives a compass, the Holy Ghost He gives you a dream Joseph think about this young man, 17 years old he dreams that he's in a field working with his brothers and I mean, Joseph was loved. The Bible says his brothers already hated him. Jealousy, major sin in the church. Um, And his brothers hated him because he was favoured by his father, as you are favoured by your heavenly father. And he says, I had a dream. There we were binding our sheaves in the field, and my sheaves stood upright, and all your sheaves bowed before me. Wow, I like that. You're going to work for me. I'm going to be the boss. I'm the boss man. boss says they hated him. Like Joseph just doesn't get it. He comes and he says, he has another dream. Next day he says, "I had another dream. This time the sun, the moon and the 11 stars, 11 brothers bowed before me. They hated him. They conspired against him to kill his dream. When he came to bring food, they said, "Look, the dreamer is coming." You know, Satan knows if he can steal your dream, he's going to rob you of your future. Because where there's no vision, people perish. When Jesus enters your life, He doesn't just give you eternal salvation. He gives you a vision of a better life on planet earth. He fills your heart with a purpose to do great things for His glory. Abram, I will bless you, your name will be great, and you shall be a blessing. Nowhere does God call people and say, okay, 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 tone down, settle down, sit down, shut up, be nothing. On the contrary, He takes fishermen, ordinary people, and He turns nobodies into somebodies. I don't care where you are today. I care where you are in God. You may be living in a squatter camp. You may have lost everything, but we serve a God of restoration in the Name of Jesus, a God who will not fail you, a God who will not forsake you. Come on, but you cannot be a quitter. You have to keep on keeping on by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the grace of Jesus Christ. So think about this, God, talks to Joseph about great destiny, but God never talks to him about the journey. And the journey is one that Joseph would not have chosen, right? Betrayal. Sold into slavery from royalty, lost everything, stripped naked, sold into part of his house, morally defamed, imprisoned, abandoned, forgotten. A dream that takes 17 years for him to land in Pharaoh's court and his brothers bow before him in Genesis chapter 50. And this journey, and this is very important, the journey is what shapes you for the destiny that God has for you. Without the journey, you will never become the person that God calls you to be. And that is the suffering that the Bible talks about. That we rejoice in that suffering, when we feel abandoned, when we feel lonely, when we feel that there is a delay, there is a denial, there's a disappointment. We draw closer to God like Job. Even if we lose everything, we refuse to curse and mock God. We choose to worship God no matter what we are facing. And that makes us better people. And that's what Joseph says to his brothers when they fear for their lives. He says, you meant it for evil but God meant it for good to save you and to change you. I don't know what your summit is. I don't know what the mountain is that God called you to conquer, but every one of you have a mountain. Not even talking about eternity. Talking about life, destiny, purpose. When God spoke to Israel, He spoke to them about the land of milk and honey. He spoke about the grapes. He never told them about the giants. So when they came back from spying out the promised land, we know the story and I want to read this, these words in Numbers chapter 13 again. God says, it's a land that flows with milk and honey, South Africa, amen. Amen. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in it are strong. We saw, we saw. Your vision is your future. It's really not what is out there that determines your future. It is what is in you. It is when those giants out there become giants in your mind. South Africa, giants of corruption, giants of violence, giants of rape, giants of poverty. We cannot be overwhelmed by those giants. We have to become stronger in the Lord and more determined to do our part to shape the future and the history of South Africa. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. So Caleb, a climber, A climber's vocabulary is always different. He quietens the people before Moses and he says, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able. My word. I tell people all the time, it's what you believe that will determine the outcome of this challenge that you are facing. It's what you truly inherently believe. It's not what you say you believe. It's what you truly believe. It's what you believe that matters. Not even what God believes. Because God believes in you. God has called you, chosen you, anointed you, appointed you. God has um, um, given you His Word. He's given you the blood of Jesus. You have the angels. Hebrews 1.14 has ministering spirits to assist you. You have everything to need pertaining to life and godliness. But when the mind is victimized... When the mind is defeatist, when the thoughts neutralizes oneself, then there is no hope for that person to reach the future. I watched a fight last night on UFC prelims and I think it was the third fight. You say, Pastor, how do you watch that? Because I still like those parts in the Old Testament, amen. And um, I mean, the one man had the other man in a, in a joke and he thought the guy was going to tap, but he just refused to tap. And he lost all his strength. And at the end of that round, he lay on the carpet, he didn't want to get up. And, 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 and his coach had to talk to him that whole minute. Get back out there. You can do this. But you could see the fight was out of him. And in a minute of the next round, he just fell on the ground and he never got up again. You know when David fell to the ground at Ziklag... He strengthened himself in the Lord and he got back up again. We have what the world doesn't have. And yet sometimes people in the world find a motivation that people in the church don't. And I, 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 I wrestle with that. How can somebody without Christ have a greater dream than you have and you have Christ? How can somebody in the world be more motivated more disciplined, more determined about pursuing their destiny than you, and you have the Holy Ghost, you have God, you have the resurrection power of Jesus on the inside of you. Maybe it's true that for many Christians, Christianity has become a crutch where it's like abdicating, abdication of responsibility. I don't have to do anything. No, you don't have to do anything to be saved. By grace, you are saved through faith. But my brother, you have to get out of bed every day. You have to brush your teeth every day. You have to go to the classroom to get the education. You have to be better. You have to be the Shadrach of your generation. You have to be the Daniel of your generation. You have to rise to the top. You have to be the more determined one. You have to be the harder climber. You have to be strengthened. When other people quit, you have to be the one that gets a second wind in Jesus' name. We learned that in the army that if, if, if you are tired as a dog and you see somebody else getting tired, then you run a little bit harder because then you demotivate them totally. That's when they're gonna quit, when you just seem fresh as a breeze, amen. Float like a butterfly, come on. Life is great even though you feel like life is bad. You celebrate the goodness of God, even though you feel there's nothing to celebrate about. You make up your mind that God is good that I'm not going to quit in this journey. I'm going to climb to the top in the name of Jesus Christ. So a whole generation is influenced, think about it, by 10 quitters who comes back with an evil report. And really the crux of that story is, again, their thoughts where they say, there we saw the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in theirs. So, so people resign themselves to defeat in South Africa, economy. People resign themselves to defeat because the giants are real. It's like, not like they weren't giants. The giants were real. The problems were real. I don't call things problems. I call them challenges because a challenge is something you can resolve, right? It's an opportunity. So when you look at something, the glass is half full. We don't look at the emptiness. We look at the half full. We think differently. And I think, um, and I'm gonna talk about this maybe tonight or next week, I don't know. I think a lot of people that pray a lot, do little. I'm not saying don't pray. But God's God's not gonna do your work for you. God's not gonna manage your staff on your behalf. God's not gonna go to the gym in your place. God's not going to raise the child. He's not going to discipline your child. Huh? So so he talks about the summit of the mountain. He doesn't talk about everything else. The domestic challenges, the marital challenges, the child challenges, the work challenges, the medical challenges, everything you will go through. That we all go through. (laughs) You talk to people, you say, Have you ever had a a challenge in your marriage? Oh, no, we've never had a disagreement once in our lives. I said, my brother, obviously somebody died. Intense fellowship, call it that. Teenager that suddenly gets all wise and all knowing. That suddenly thinks they know more than the parent. place it's a child some people raise their kids like they're demigods, they're not some people have babies and you never see them in church again you're disconnecting your whole bloodline from Christ, what's wrong with you? make it work so Caleb is different 85 years old, hallelujah. I don't want to say is to anybody that's 85 year today and above, but 85 years old, God's not finished with him. And he comes to Moses because he had a different attitude. And may I remind you that God was attracted to the person who had a spirit of faith and not the person who acted the victim. It's like we think humility is, I'm just a poor boy nobody loves me I come from a poor family, feel sorry for me. God says no, you're a mighty man. God says no, you can do all things through Christ He strengthens you. God says no, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. God says no, you have a future and a hope. God says no, you have power by the Holy Ghost. Stop nursing, cursing and rehearsing your setbacks. Stop camping in the valley of apartheid and move on South Africa. In the name of Jesus Christ, let's move on. When Eskom fails, let's blame apartheid. Ach, as I believe, toch nou. Ek wil al kots as ek dit oor. Verstaan jy? Translate for your brother. These politicians, when, 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 when suddenly things go wrong, oh no, no, it's, 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 no, you've run this now for the last 28 years. Nobody else. Yeah. Amen, at least that sister's enjoying it. Is it the truth? So Caleb, after a 45-year delay, how many of you have been waiting for 45 years for your dream to be fulfilled? Anybody? What's your name? Caleb Mina? 45 years, think about it. Abram waited 25 years. Why do you think these stories are on the Bible? Because we just want everything now. We want to dream and then we want everything to fall in our laps. We don't want to fight the good fight of faith. Have discipline. Take responsibility in Christ. Grow up, mature. Face up. Show up. Dress up. Climb up. By the grace of God, yes, but you still have to show up. I mean, Paul could have abandoned his race at any time. And so could Joseph. Think about the questions Joseph had. I mean, he's his dad's blue-eyed boy. He has the, 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 uh, that special robe of favour. And the next minute, his brothers, his flesh and blood, his older brothers, his brothers that should have taken care of him wants to kill him and Judah and Reuben intervenes to sell him into slavery just to spare his life and he goes into a foreign culture. We read it in a few chapters. It takes us a few minutes but imagine the emotional turmoil. Imagine the perplexity in his mind. Imagine the bewilderment bewilderment. God, where are you, standing naked on a marketplace, being sold as a slave, working as a slave? Yes sir, no sir, three bags full. From a dream of greatness, an original dream. Don't tell me that boy didn't struggle with his emotions. Don't tell me that boy never thought about quitting, but had he quit, then Joseph would not be in the Bible. But wherever he was, he rose to the top. Never became a victim because of a system. Never became a victim because of somebody else's decision, somebody else's response. He never allowed what happened to him to determine who he became. He never became bitter and cynical. He stayed true to God and he stayed true to himself. And that's maybe the most important thing we can do is to stay true to ourselves. What has God done? Told you, not your friend, not your wife, not your husband. What is God's calling and God's journey for your life? You stay true to yourself. And that's what Paul says. I have to close to go to Johannesburg. He says, I don't know about you. And after 35 years of ministry, I can say that I don't know about you. Maybe you're here today and tomorrow you're gone. I don't know. Maybe today you tell me, Pastor, God told me I must build the next this or I must do that. I must do that, 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 tomorrow you're gone. I don't know. But we must understand this is a marathon. We must understand this is a journey where we don't get our way, where we submit to His way. Do you even get what I'm saying? That's why the prayer that we pray more than anything else is a prayer of consecration Thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done. Not turn God into your servant through your prayer, but making yourself the servant of God and the purpose of God, that you are yet to establish God's kingdom. If you're a businessman and you have great riches, your responsibility is to finance God's kingdom, to be honourable in your tithe and your offering, to honour God with a blessing that is upon your life in Jesus' name, not to be in controlled and give where you think you should give. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that gives you the power to get wealth. That He may establish His covenant, which is for all the earth to be filled with the glory of God the Father. Well, I'm not getting there, I'll go there tonight. But really, a, 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 we're not going to talk about the quit and the a camper, but a climber in essence is this. It's a person who realises that life is about the journey, that you get that. Life is not about reaching the destination. Because the minute you reach the destination and you camp, you've become a camper. Life is about a continuous journey. If you summit one mountain, there should be another mountain. Like a surfer, you catch one wave, you should bail out of the wave before the wave beaches You on the sand, like a whale, you should, Get back on the next trend. Back on the latest innovation in the marketplace. Back on what is happening. You should have foresight and you should live with insight, which is the wisdom of God. So when you climb, you climb with a different attitude. You climb connected to the Holy Ghost. The one that's higher than you, the one that you walk with, the one that gives you your sustenance and your oxygen is Jesus Christ Himself. So you stay connected to Jesus. John chapter 15, you will bring forth much fruit. You will not grow old and lazy. The Bible says in old age, you will still bring forth much fruit because you abide in the vine and you are connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. And like Caleb, without the Holy Ghost at 85, you say, ask my strength, was then. So now is my strength for war. Give me my mountain in Jesus' name. Eighty-five years old. What happens to people when they just lose it? What And we'll address it tonight. What happens to people that they just lose their fight? The fit is eight the eight. Who What happens that people, when they start out, they have this excitement, this exuberance to tackle this mountain. And the first time there's a few giants, they decide, no, I don't want that. Let's camp here. And on that mountain, you can camp anywhere. But realise this, and I have to really go now. If you want to summit Mount Everest and there's the final base camp, I mean, when people climb Mount Everest, there are many camps. And what do you do at the camp? You, you refresh yourself. You uh, re-energize yourself. You refocus for the next phase of the climb, right? So that when you get out, you get out with determination. So when people camp too long, and the sad fact is that often the people that camp the longest are the most talented people. They try to spiritualize it. So we're just going to take a break, just rest, take time out, and they camp. Very few of those people ever get started again. Because their horizon has shifted. They no longer look to the summit. They look to the view. And wherever you are, there's a great view. But a climber knows it's not about the camping site. It's not about the best spot in the neighbourhood. It's about the journey. And the journey I'm talking about is a journey of purpose, living for God, living for the glory of God, getting out there as a businessman, facing the harsh reality of having to work every day so you can bring your offering and you can finance God's kingdom and you can alleviate pain and suffering. Otherwise, what's the point? You die and there are billions in the bank. Who's gonna enjoy that? I'll tell you who your entitled child that never had a moment's pain in their life and they will never appreciate anything because they never climbed. A symptom in our country. Authority power without a process will lead to destruction and ruin. Because there's no appreciation of what it took to get here. That's why we say one generation stands on the shoulder of another generation. But that younger generation better climb with the older generation. They don't just sit there on the sideline and shout and demand. They climb. They climb. I said they climb. Wherever they are they climb. They climb, they rise to the top in the class at school, they climb, they get rid of their victim mindset, their negativity. They climb, they make up their mind, I'm going to be different, I'm going to be better. Let's just talk about moral virtue, let's talk about moral excellence, let's talk about about your character, let's talk about your speech, let's talk about your conduct, let's talk about the words that come out of your mouth, let's talk about who you are, because ultimately, If you're in the journey, it's going to refine you, purify you. And that means the fire of the Holy Ghost will take things out of you and away from you to make you somebody that God calls you to be. So if you're a teenager, and forgive me for saying this, and you're a spoiled little brat, that spoiled brattiness has to get out of you before you ever get married because you're going to be a terrible spouse to anybody else. Can any parent say Amen today in Jesus' Name? Any questions? Put them on email. I love you. God loves you more. God's got great plans and great dreams for you. Some of you have been through much. You faced many challenges, suffered many losses. All I can say to you is you have to get up like Paul, become dependent on God's grace and make up your mind, because a made-up mind is a powerful thing. You make up your mind. Tomorrow I'm getting out there, and I'm going to seek God, and I'm going to do what I can do, but I'm camping no more. I'm quitting no longer. I'm going to climb. Right now the
0: Holy Spirit is in this place all over. He's knocking at the door of your heart. This day is asking you, to open for him so he can sup with you, he can come and fellowship with you. This morning, Pastor, I spoke about a journey, a journey to climb, and you made up a decision, you made a decision to say, I'm not gonna camp where I am. You said, I wanna go on that journey with you, God. This morning, that journey starts with a decision. A decision to lay down your life to say, Father, no longer I who live, but you live in me. We want to give you that opportunity to make that decision this morning. It's the most important decision that you can ever make in your life. All of us are faced with that decision. John 3:3. Nicodemus comes to Jesus, says, How will I be born again? Says, You cannot enter into heaven unless. You are born again, Jesus says to him. This morning, God is knocking at the door of your heart. You know, or you are unsure that if you were to die today, if today was your last day, you're not sure where you're going to be for eternity with Jesus in heaven or not. See, my friend, this is very real. This is not a game, this is your future, this is your destiny. Forget about everyone around you right now, your friends, your family, maybe someone brought you. Have a moment right there with God and say, honestly, Father, I don't know if I'm right with you, I wanna make right with you. If that is you this morning, we are talking to you, we wanna give you that opportunity. God is knocking at the door of your heart. With every eye closed, every head bowed, no one moving in this place. If that is you this morning, Just as a sign of surrender. Say, Father, here I am, pray for me. Lift up your hand boldly, like Jesus boldly died on that cross for you. If that is you this morning, just lift up your hand so we can pray with you. I see hands coming up. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Just lift up your hand right now. If that is you this morning, say, Father, here I am. I raise my hand, I want prayer. I make a decision for you this morning to stand for you. In Jesus' name, last chance before we pray. If that is you, lift up your hand right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I see that hand. If you've raised your hand, you can put it down. Amen. Amen. Family, it's such a great honour and a privilege to pray with you, to start this journey with you. We as a family, we are going to back you. We're going to stand with you. We're going to disciple you. Walk this journey with you. This is the best decision that you can ever make in your whole life. We all had to come to this point in time where we said, Lord, you are Lord. I give my life to you. So would you just be so kind? Just put your hand on your heart. And we're going to pray this prayer with you. Just pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that You are the Son of God. I believe that You rose from the dead and that You forgave my sins the day You died on that cross. Father, today I pray that You will make me a new creation. Thank You, Father, that the old passed away and the new has come. Help me to be a true child of God. Thank You, Father, that I am now forgiven and I can start on a new journey with You. In Jesus' mighty Name, and everyone says, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah! We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.